All right, enough of this nonsense. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Get Lost podcast. You're joining us on July 16th, and it's recording day. <laughs> These intros kill me, man. They really do. You going to say who's here? Danielle's here. This is us. This is you, <laughs> me, and this we're is, here. We are together. We, uh, I haven't really figured out how I want to do the intros. I know <clears throat> that I like the hello, everybody. Yeah. That's always, that has got to stay. Um, but after that, if it's not a guest, intro, like doing our beginnings is difficult. It's rough. Yeah. Because we so. talk all the time, so. We do. And, and no introductions needed definitely applies. Um, it's a terrible <laughs> introduction. And damn it. I know. Because I was going to go somewhere with it and then I didn't. I feel like we've been up to some stuff. Up to something. Up to stuff. We did pulled the weeds out of the garden <clears> that <throat> we're overtaking. We did what? that for like how long? An hour this morning? We did. Yeah. And didn't even, I mean, 50%. And I was in the bobcat. Yeah. I mean, I had in the bobcat with the bucket just dug in, dragging these weeds back just because it was just, a, the amount was unreal. Yeah, if anybody knows how to keep weeds out of your garden, please let us know. Please let us know. Because we are not good at it. We're not. So you reach us through Facebook or whatever, but um, we, our weeds are insane. And we don't really want to use poison, not so much for we're inherently against it, but we don't want it in our vegetables. Yeah. We don't want it on our food. I'm fine with using it where they it won't affect the plants, but... It's just, it's crazy. But cool thing is we got a zucchini. Huge zucchini. First zucchini. First thing we've gotten from seed to <coughs> Shining <vegetable>. seed. Yeah. <laughs> from seed to shining seed. Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> I, was, I said from seed, I was supposed to say <clears throat> from seed to shining seed. Fuck. Yeah, you messed it up. I did. No, but the garden, um, Lindsay is killing it. It's unreal. We got... Knee-high corn by that's 4th of July. That's starting to husk. It's yep, husking. It, it's starting to husk. It's weird, though. I have never seen corn grow the way this corn is growing. Essentially, it's three stalks shooting out of the dirt, yep. but it's only about hip-high, but it's starting to grow corn. Yep. Normally, it's one stalk. But I think it'll go up like well, when that's... it gets taller, and then it'll just be one stalk, but there'll be three at the top. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Be like the trident corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. I mean, our corn bush is coming in really well. So is our raspberry bush. Um, peppers, the joker peppers, they're those, alive. Are those the red ones? Those, the green, they turn to red, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know when we're supposed to harvest them, so they've just been getting wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> we're not the best gardeners, no. but we're getting much better. We're a lot better at taking care of chickens than we are at. Yeah, vegetables. but have you seen our chickens though? It's pretty insane. Yeah, they were fighting the other day. They yesterday. were full on fighting. I had to run out there and like break up a chicken fight. Yeah. And we don't even have a male. That's probably why, to be honest. Well, we got some coming though. I I bet your money that one's a rooster. No, so me and Danielle are about to have a bet. How much? Put your money where your mouth is. 50 bucks. 50 bones. That is a rooster. That's some confidence. <laughs> you don't want to agree because you're not 100%. Because money's never an issue for you. <laughs> it's not. You're right. It's more about losing. Yeah. I could care less I about the... I want that 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I could care less about the 50. It's 
letting you actually be better than me at something. It's a rooster. There's no doubt it's so, a rooster. My only reason why I don't feel it's a rooster is because it's other than physically. Other than the tail feathers and the way that it walks. So physically, <laughs> yeah. it hasn't the color changing acted like a rooster at all. It's also what, like three months? How old are they? But the two baby chickens... Are the squeakiest little bitches. <laughs> we know for a fact they're roosters because they're already exhibiting rooster-like behavior. Yeah, and they're super loud. So in our chickens, the way that we split them up is we have the main flock, and then we have an isolation pen, which is usually where the teenage birds are, and then we have a brooder where, <clears throat> excuse me, where the babies are. Because you got to split them up or the chickens will literally kill them. Like Because they're gang members they're they're oh man you want to talk about some crazy chicken rage you come to the hood the chicken hood and you're gonna see some stuff they don't allow any ounce of disrespect in that no no they're rude birds they bow down as the big bitch comes down the coop hole (laughs) but um so anyway so we have the two teenagers right now and then no, excuse me. Three no. teenagers yep. and two babies, and then the rest of the flock. The two babies are in the ISO pin, and then the three teenagers are with the. We integrated. Rest of the flock. Yeah. yeah, we integrated. Um, oh, what was that? What was that? Uh, what was the first school to integrate? Was it Lyndon B. Johnson Academy? <laughs> what? How do you know that? What? Like that is is that real? No, that's Little not Rock's... the name of the school. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was just kidding. Little Rock Central High School. Okay, Little Rock Central High School, the first integrated um, high school. It was high school, correct? When was that? Yeah. Fifty-seven. Nine. What? Boom! Was it fifty-seven? <laughs> yeah. I knew it. All right. So <laughs> what? It was the first ever like where it was legally integrated. So there was other examples in history. But like they didn't really matter because the reason why this was so momentous, moment, momentous was because it was a public school. So the first ever okay. public integrated high school, huh. humongous thing. Yeah. Um, they had the National Guard there because they were worried about riots and yeah. all the. I mean, because it's a very real thing. There was a lot of evil, evil racists back in the day, yeah. and they would have. They were spitting on these kids. They were screaming at them. It was awful. But they went. They went. And they persevered. They did it. Heck yeah. And the reason I brought it up because I was actually just making a joke, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but. It's just cool, right? Like, isn't that such a cool story? Yeah, it's amazing that you remember that. Yeah. Well, I I just, it blows me away that you weren't taught this stuff in school. I mean, I probably was. It doesn't mean I was there for it. Well, yeah, I wasn't there either. It's not like I was out but there like, spitting on them. <laughs> also for me, like in school, I, it was hard for me to retain what they were teaching. Yeah. Like, well, you're that's not. That's not how I learn. Yeah. I don't learn by someone just explaining it or like reading it to me. Like I have to read it myself. How do you learn? By me doing it myself. So reading. Yeah, reading. So homework, you were great. So like, at. if the teacher was standing up there saying something, yeah. I'm not listening. My brain's somewhere else. But yeah. if they gave me something that I had to read, then I could retain what it was saying. Yeah. Some for some reason, when someone's trying to explain something to me that I don't not necessarily understand, but like can't focus on, I just. Do you feel that's why you didn't go to school so much? Because you didn't really. Yeah. Learn? Yeah. So what could have been different that would have made school better for you? Um, I don't know. I guess less one person talking, more doing it yourself, or like more reading. So more hands anything. on. 
like yeah. prod. So did you do good on projects? Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. But in classwork, did you just find yourself drifting off? Yeah. And like Reagan, I'm going to mention again, because she honestly, I took a lot of classes with Reagan because she's the one who helped me get through those classes yeah. because like she would let me cheat a lot. <laughs> Oh, but also nice. she like would explain it as well as showing me how to do it. Whereas like the teachers just saying it aloud to everybody. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not the type of person to raise my hand and be like, I need you to come explain this to me. Cause you need more one-on-one. Yeah. Like yeah. tutelage. Yeah. Cause when, you know, when we're doing something and I explain something to you, you get it. I mean, you're... for the most part, sometimes yeah. if you're going off about something I really don't relate to, I kind of catch myself like, going somewhere else and i'm like oh wait i gotta come back to this <laughs> i probably should pay attention he's looking at me now <laughs> yeah so if it's something i can't relate to it's very hard for me to stay focused on it see and that's the the biggest unfortunate reality about um public school right really? is they're trying to find a system that somehow works for everyone with very little money or support yeah and there's just no way without an unlimited source of money to have as many teachers as are required, as many classrooms as are required of all this. You really can't have this individual style of education, you know, because like for someone like you, you need more or less your own teacher. Yeah. It's not because you're stupid. It's because that's the type of learning yeah, style that you have. Yeah, everybody learns differently. <clears throat> so the whole idea behind learning is it's the transfer of knowledge from one individual to the next. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it either is approved upon by the person and then passed on again, or it's kept the way it is and just, again, moved forward, right? So that's all that learning is. That's what school is about. It is transferring the common knowledge to the youth or the younger people. So the mission of education is to figure out how is the, what is the best method to transfer knowledge on a mass level yeah. to multiple people. And they found that the majority is one person standing in front of 50, you know, and there's schools where that's like a small class. Yeah. You know, and they'll just, it's like a shotgun blast, right? Let's see what we hit. Yeah. And if we get like 90% of them, most of the information, they're the best A, right? <laughs> and then just crack it down as it goes. And I can't say that that's inherently bad because it does allow for a system where the best, no, but that doesn't work because I was going to say it allow for a system where the best rise, uh -huh. and but that's not true because the way that the information is being transferred is not a hundred percent equal for everybody. Well, cause you could have someone like me who doesn't learn that way. And if I were in that circumstance, I wouldn't succeed like everybody else because I can't retain the information. Like all of these yeah. a plus students are. Yeah. So you have to compare people by how they learn. So like me, I probably would have done better homeschooled by someone who knew, mm -hmm. you know, the whole thing, like not mom and dad, like me. Yeah. yeah. If you would have homeschooled me, I would have, I would be a lot smarter than I am now. Yeah. But in school, because they were talking to everybody, there was a lot of distractions and it was very easy not to pay attention. Well, cause you had people like me <clears throat> who didn't really need to pay attention. Yeah. Right. So I was screwing off. I was making noise or I was. And you're the distraction. Right. I'm the <laughs> distraction and that's unfortunate. But then my, well, my grades reflected, but my knowledge certainly did not. Right. I felt I was smarter than most everybody around 
And that made me bored. It, it's not so much like, look at these dumb bastards, but I just like, oh, I remember that documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I wasn't at school, I was always watching educational television. Yeah. Not because I was forced, because I enjoyed it. I it's enjoyed like the hell out of it. And that was before the internet. Can you imagine if I would have had podcasts <laughs> and the internet to research? Oh, it'd be crazy. Yeah. Could you imagine how much more I would have known if I would have had YouTube? Yeah, no. You guys might hear the dog. Just whatever. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> That's Scarlet. She just That's wants Scarlet. to say hello. No. Reckon. No, that means speak, <laughs> dumbass. You are a German Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was actually really cute. <laughs> that was really cute. Okay, lay down. She's Spreckened. Lay down. Lay down. No. Good girl. Scarlet, lay down. Do something with yourself. Lay down. We get it. Jeez. <clears throat> I guess my point, my main point is that really it takes a lot more learning at home to get it. Yeah. Because I was not, I wouldn't say I got much from school um, because I felt I learned most of it at home. Yeah. You know, it was either not so much the books, but I mean, I was lucky enough to have the learning channel when it was actually the learning channel. Here we go with the learning channel again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently I already talked about that, but 900 pound life twin sister Siamese. <laughs> it's a thousand pound. It's insane. Sisters. And um, it's re- so entertaining, though, for some reason. Because it's like, it's just the modern day freak show. It's no different than p- sacking them up onto a bunch of train cars and shipping them from city to yeah, city. Yeah, you just don't have to go anywhere to watch it. You can yeah, watch now you TV. can hide that shame <laughs> and you can make fun of them in the privacy of your own home instead of having to do it in public. We've li- we've just taken the freak show and put it and we put it in inside <laughs> of our house. You know, we got all these virtue signaling people like, oh, this is bad. I lost it. Fuck. <laughs> oh, this is bad. <laughs> there you go. We got, how long did they last, Mark? How long did they last? 17 minutes. It's not terrible. No. Pause. All right, Lindsay, we're good. Shut her off. Okay, we're back. Is that Hannibal Lecter? That is not Sir Anthony Hopkins. It no, looks just like him. Who? What are you looking at? <laughs> Lindsay, that looks like the dude who eats people on that show. That movie. movie. Well, it is a show, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit. He's talking. So we're watching the Beach Boys, Kokomo, the music video. And I don't I don't know any of the singer's names, but the one with that shirt on um, <laughs> looks a little bit like I think he's a guitar Sir player. Anthony Hopkins. But like, not really. It looks just like him. All right. We got to hold on. We got to get back to public education. Assassination. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, assassination. Assassination. That's how Danielle spelled assassination. <laughs> but I guess the crux of the whole public education thing is it's not so much money. It's it needs more, yes, but it needs to be spent better. Okay. Because we're just not conveying knowledge. We're not transferring knowledge in the right way. I don't think mm-hmm. we're transferring a lot of opinions, and we're not. But we're not really transferring knowledge. And really, an opinion. And knowledge is, they go a little hand in hand. Um, But what children are focusing on right now is not, I think, understanding. It's more about, hey, you need to form an opinion. I don't think kids need to form opinions. I don't think they're smart enough to form opinions. Not opinions that matter. I don't 
understand how you got here. Well, I don't either. <laughs> but now that's what's on my mind. <laughs> well, it's the transfer of knowledge, right? Because like I said, we're the school system, they're not pushing. You need to understand. You need to be curious and understand. They're just pushing, well, testing for one. But then once you get a little more higher in uh, grade levels, um, they're pushing more. You need to have an opinion. Tell it about gun violence, about gender, race, sex, like all these things that are well and way above what a child should be thinking about. You know, it's, I think we put too much pressure, not because they can't handle it, but because they shouldn't have to. I mean, we got to remember that the forefathers, they wrote the constitution. They're like in their twenties. Okay. You can achieve greatness at an extremely young age, but we also have a society where you're not even considered an adult until you're 21. I mean, really, sure, you're legally an adult when you're 18, but you can't drink or smoke tobacco. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how much of an adult are you really until you're allowed by your government to make all of your own decisions? So under that ideology, right, on we're young, we're living longer, so our adolescent phase is much longer, mm -hmm. meaning a kid can be a kid. For God's sakes, let them. They got a lot of life ahead of them to experience, like, realities. You know, and <clears throat> that kind of brings me to um, something else I wanted to talk about, which is kind of why I'm all fired up about school is I was watching a new cartoon <laughs> and I love me some cartoons. Um, this one in particular was an anime. Um, yeah. So for all the people that just paused, get over yourselves and keep listening. It's pretty good. It's got a great ending or a great lesson in it. So basically short version, all these kids and a monster are in class. <laughs> the monster is the teacher. And the kid's job is to graduate, but also to kill the monster. Okay, so that's just the overview of the situation. Much more lighthearted in the show. Don't kill your teacher's kids. No, but the idea is they had to because he was going to destroy the earth in a year. Gotcha. Okay, that's why. But what here's the thing. Teacher? This dude was a great teacher. Like an amazing amazing teacher he took so much time and put so much energy into every single kid and the reason why i brought this up into what we were talking about was so some of the powers of this monster thing right so it could move at mach 20 so fast to the point where it could be at every single kid's desk at the same time okay that's how fast it moved so essentially what that meant is every single kid in this classroom got a private teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, he still did general discussions where it was to the whole class. But if there was uh, um, individual time required, boom, that kid had it. Right. And not only was that, the teacher also made sure that the kids, like all the needs of the kids were filled. You know, he made sure that they were well-rounded humans, not just, you know, pass the test. Because that's not what it's about to him. He wanted to create good people, right? But unfortunately, the standardization of our learning, right? How many kids can we impact at the, you know, it, they're thinking about quantity, not quality, right? So what they do is we got 50 kids in a class, one teacher, good luck. Get us like 70 of them or get, well, it'd be like 30 of them, 70%. As long as 70% of them pass, we're good. That's kind of the mindset right now. So they just, it's all generalized. So it needs more money. It needs to be ran better. That's the, that's the monster. Huh. 
Yeah. So he's got all these powers, but he, like I said, he's an amazing teacher. Puts the kids first. Well, and that's why we did the charity stream. Huh. It's because we wanted to help raise money for the school. Yeah. Okay. But you can't just throw money at a broken system. I guess really that's the the main point I was getting at is our education system is not doing a good job. And we can't just keep throwing money at it to fix it. Right? Like we we're trying the what we did with the charity stream is we tried to raise money for a specific program that would have the biggest impact because we wanted to make sure that all the money that was raised was being used efficiently. And right now what we have is a more general concept of money being spent. You know, I need to make a program so that kids who are sad stop killing themselves. Okay, here's money. And then they don't really make sure that it works. If it does fail, there's no like recourse or repercussions. You know, there's nothing that says use this money well, but because it's for the kids, you know, just you have to do it. And it, it's just, it's a misappropriation of the resources that is supposed to be used on education. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what got us on school. I don't know. See, but that's one of those conversations where I find myself having to shoot myself back to you. Because <laughs> you get a little lost. Because Yeah, I get a little lost. Yeah. Well, education's really important to me. You can take that down. Yeah, and it should be. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Jeez well, the Louise. reason why it's so important to me is knowledge is the most important thing you mm-hmm. can really gain because you, as your body grows and gets old and strong and weak and fat and skinny, you know, the number one thing that you can always keep healthy is your mind. You know, even as you get old, as if you keep your mind engaged and you read and all that stuff, you know, your brain will be with you till the very, very end of your life. The brain is the very last thing to fail after your heart, after your lungs, after everything. You know, so your mind is the most important thing to keep sharp and it starts young. You know, I was blessed with a natural curiosity for the the wonders of the world, you know, but not all kids are. Some kids need to see that so that they gain a curiosity because if not, you just miss out on so much. There's just so much to know and so much to understand. And once you start closing off your mind to it, you're just missing out on a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how does schizophrenia work? Ugh. See, I always get those mixed up. I think schizophrenia is the, you... It's where you see things, right? Yeah, it's, like that's the hallucination one. If so... I mean, no, look so. it up. Something, something. Huh. Like, is it, so is it a chemical? Like, you hear voices. Yeah, like yeah. you think demons are talking to you. Yeah, you can yeah. see people. Mm. It's just but like all, you can of... live like a whole a second life that you think is real, yeah, and it's not. Yeah, I mean that movie, A Beautiful Mind. He had schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So who played? Was that Russell Crowe Crow played a genius? He was a math genius. So it's a real story. It was a real professor, but essentially this kid was a genius, and he had schizophrenia. But schizophrenia typically presents itself later in life. So you can live a whole first normal part of your life and you have schizophrenia and you don't even know it. You don't know it. So essentially what happens is you start to meet new people and but you're the only one that knows them. <laughs> you're the only one that meets them. So there was this guy, and let's see, schizophrenia, a disorder that affects a person's ability to think, feel, and behave clearly. So it, it, it can be genetic. 
Oh, yeah. It's almost always genetic. It can be triggered through trauma, too, though. So is it like a chemical imbalance in your brain? Is that I what think it it's is? well, they don't really know the see the exact cause of schizophrenia isn't known. Wait, what but did you say that? Right at the top. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So combination of genetics, environment, and altered brain chemistry and structure. But the at the end of the day, they don't know. Yeah. Because we only you we don't really know how to study a brain on an alive person. Yeah. But we can you know, it's easy to study a dead one. But you miss out on so much. A dead brain isn't working. It's, I mean, a brain is alive in a way that we can barely understand. I mean, a computer processes like a 99th the percentage speed that our brain does information. Like giant supercomputers are what it takes. Buildings of servers is what it takes to have the same computations that our brain does. Because I think our, our brain doesn't get a lot of credit for what it does you know, is it's what it's doing is it's taking in all of these different inputs from every nerve in your body to how thick your blood is to, I mean, all of that. And it's changing on the fly constantly, you know, and that's amazing. That's always happening. And then all the crap that goes in our actual brains that we're aware of listening to a podcast while turning up the volume and driving the car and using your right foot. I mean, all of this is happening at the same time. You know, you putting the earbud out because you're at the gym right now. Mm. I mean, all of this is happening at the exact same time, and it's amazing. Sometimes I'll, like, think about, like, so I'm moving. <clears throat> like, this is what my brain is saying. I'm moving my hand over here, and I'm grabbing it, and I'm taking a drink. Yeah. Like, but what your brain's actually doing is, all right, keep breathing, keep the heart pumping. Her right arm is moving, so send more <laughs> blood that way. This ligament attached to that bone move. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And we do it all second nature. You know, the same way a monkey, like if we were born with tails, we would just know how to use our tail. It would just, like you got a scratch on back of your head, tails got you. <laughs> Can't, like, and how crazy would that be? Because it would, it would be nothing. No. I don't, yeah. I don't think it would be weird to have a tail. I would, ha anything that would add to my ability to do anything, I would take it. Second head, you got it. Third foot, sure. Sure. I mean, but again, it, it has to work. Yeah. Like, it has to improve my life. Yeah. Replacement foot. Replacement sure. foot, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, if I had four arms and I was the only one, but they all worked, oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. That's weird. Inject that pill. What? I mean, it'd be like a spider mark. So? That'd be amazing. Spider mark. Spider mark. Think about cooking. I mean, what all the <laughs> things I could do while cooking. Yeah, that's true. It'd be unbelievable. Um... Is OCD genetic? Yeah. Or do you just kind of like that's the way your brain forms? Well, you it can be trauma-induced as well. Huh. But you can be born with it. So I, like off of Glee, the, what's with the guidance, guidance counselor. counselor, how she's really bad OCD. Like, is that something? You know what I'm talking yes. About? Okay. Miss <laughs> Pillsbury. And, yeah. Yep. How she's, it's like consumes her whole entire life. Like, there's people out there like that. You think... They were born, like, that's just how they were born? No. I think OCD is way more attached to behavior than uh -huh. genetics. I think you can be more um, susceptible to becoming obsessive compulsive. Yeah. Um, outside of that, though, I think most of it is environmental and huh. it's it's your brain. I wouldn't say that I'm OCD, but there's definitely things that have to be exactly the same or it drives me crazy. And see, and that's where I don't, I'm not a big fan of OCD as a disease. I yeah. think it's been abused to the point of 
What um, else would you call that though? Just uh, a yeah, just particular. Yeah. I don't see, and also I'm not real big on labels, especially those that are highlighting a defect. Like I really think too many people are looking for a way to justify their the things they don't like about themselves. So then it's no longer their responsibility, and that's where this big wave of labels has come from. You know, OCD, ADD, ADHD you know, Asperger's, all these things that are just these societal behaviors. Now you get kind of absolution for your inability to improve your own state because you have a disease now. And I'm not saying that they're not diseases in the fact that it's a struggle that people need to learn how to overcome the same as, you know, if you break a bone or pull a muscle and you need to heal. I think that's the, I think that's, way more how mental deficiencies are because I believe in people more than they believe in themselves. Like I don't need to give you a free pass because you have ADD when, because you can have control of your ADD. Like even, so it's just a medicine, like if it's medicine or if it's counseling or you treat your disease, don't be defined by it. You are bigger, you are better than your disease or whatever you have. And that's why, like, no, I don't think you have OCD. No, I don't think Because you don't have a disorder. You are just particular. You know, once it's to the point where it... Because essentially, once a disease interrupts your life, that's when it's an actual disorder, right? So once you have the tick where if you don't have your phone facing down with the speaker at the bottom, you have to touch it. Until it's that way. Until it's that way for 45 minutes. Because you've lost your ability to control yourself, you would now have a disorder. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is once you no longer have the willpower to overcome your shortcoming. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's not what a lot of people like. Because that's, there is science to prove that, you know, these are more disorders than people think because it's easy to say just get over it when you don't have it you know like for your foot <laughs> perfect yeah, example get over it yeah we just go yeah we get it your foot hurts yeah but that's not how it is but really it's life consuming <laughs> yeah it is so i don't know that's my opinion on that that's some deep shit what'd you ask me um Oh, oh yeah, yeah schizophrenia. What, yeah, well, I mean, A Beautiful Mind. Let me wrap that up real quick. Great movie. Highly recommend it. But basically, <clears throat> he um, is a genius, a math genius, goes to Harvard, right? Was it Harvard? Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to Harvard, and he kind of starts making friends that don't exist. And he starts to get a little crazy, like really crazy. Oh. And it gets to the point where he is delivering letters for the government because he thinks he's spying on like Russians and none of this exists. Oh. So he, del- he delivered this mail to this drop box because that's what the CIA agent told him to do. Uh-huh. That didn't, that wasn't real. And when they found out because it had escalated to the point of violence, now um, they discovered he had this schizophrenia and they found all the letters. And it just, the crazy thing about the movie though, is until we knew he had schizophrenia. Everything was, it looked like it was real. It was like real. we, we believed him, but it was just in his head. There was no indication that it was fake. And that's why I recommend it. It was a really good movie. Friendship. 
Princeton, not Harvard. Um, what is the butterfly effect movie about? I've never understood that movie, but it's crazy and it's very uncomfortable. Time travel, man. Is that what it's about? I always thought it was about someone like he had something like that. Well, that too. Where, no. Like that's what he's picturing, but it's not really happening. Well, there is an argument that that is that is the case. That movie is freaky. It, I watched it a long time ago, like when I was younger, and it has always stuck in my head. Like I can picture it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, helpful. the butterfly effect was a movie that was about essentially if he wrote in this journal, and or no, his memories, right? He could yeah. like focus on that memory and then travel back in time. Yeah. But the butterfly effect, as a theory, is um, essentially if you go back in time and step on a butterfly to when dinosaurs existed, you would change the entire timeline of right. the world. Right. Yeah. Just one, the flap of a butterfly's wing uh-huh. can change everything. It's a butterfly effect. Butterfly <laughs> effect. So essentially, he was going back in time trying to change things that were bad, but the outcome that he thought would worse. happen was typically worse. Yeah. And then as you keep trying to go back to fix it, it just, huh. you unravel time. So what do you think it was about? Do you think he was actually time traveling or do you think it was all in his head? So I like to take it at face value because that's a way cooler story. With the time travel? <laughs> yeah, the oh, time I never travel. even actually thought it was about time travel. Really? I always thought it was in his head. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I would watch that one again. It's got Ashton Kutcher in yeah. it. And... It's, yeah, we all told you the story. It's a crazy. What it's yeah. about? It's really it's, it's a, a mind one though. That one it like gets your heart racing. Yeah, that <laughs> one's wild. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's about schizophrenia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, do you believe in ghosts? I want to believe in ghosts. Have really, you, really bad. Have you ever had an experience like a feel like a? Uh, oh, God, fuck the motherfucker. <laughs> Get out of your head. <laughs> Oh, I just couldn't figure out the words I was trying to say. Feeling. Um, have you ever had an experience? No. Nothing? Not no, I mean, I've had some heebie-jeebie moments, but that was just my imagination running wild. Really? Like, I never felt anything that was ever real. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, there were times where I felt nervous, where I felt scared <laughs> because of the scary environment. Yeah. But that's, I, I always could go back to the fact it's because I've seen movies and right. scary pictures, right. and I I never felt like oh something's mother. What was? Have you that? ever like felt something like a like a presence, presence or like a I don't know just a feeling? I mean, yeah, but I never a supernatural feeling. Like uh, actually, it's funny you asked. Just the other day, um, I had one of those uh, something's going on feelings and i it was later at night and i told Lindsay, and i just like yeah something's going on somewhere like what do you mean so i'm really big on energy transfer like i really think you know that we are all intertwined through this giant spider web and honeycomb of energy that just transfers through everything in the world like through the air we breathe goes into our lungs and the as we walk on the ground it just i think we're all connected through these invisible just like wavelengths you know radio waves all the stuff all the energy that exists in the world it just we're all connected man you know and the heat that comes off of our body goes into the sky it's just it's that's what i feel okay so with that being said i always it never felt supernatural it more felt like hey somebody who's on a similar wavelength to me is having a rough time right now 
So it, it didn't feel like a ghost. <laughs> no, never felt like a ghost because it never, it always felt alive. Huh. It all, nothing that, none of those weird feelings that I ever got felt dead. Do you also think that like maybe it's in your head? Like people who say like when a loved one passes and they can feel their presence, do you think it's in their head or do you think they honestly feel their presence? I think people need to believe whatever makes them the most happy. Like, you know how you can put it in your head that you think you're sick? So, like, yeah. you're, you're with someone who is sick, and then you start to be like, oh, no, my throat might be scratchy. Oh, like, yeah. Really, you it's will, just in your head. You will yourself sick. Yeah. 100%. Do you think that they're, at that point, like, they feel like they need to feel that person, so it's in their head? Because I could see that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense to me, too. But, again, just to kind of, because of my own beliefs. Um, I don't want to cast an opinion because I want people to believe whatever makes them the most happy. Yeah, that's true. But like, I, but like for me, I feel like I could do that to myself. Yeah. I feel like I could be like, I swear, man, Lindsay's with me right now. <laughs> See, cause like back when grandma passed, yeah. um, I, I had this feeling that she was in her room. And yeah. like, I legitimately felt like she was in there. So I went in there to go see her <laughs> and she wasn't there. So yeah. like, now that I just brought that up, I wonder if it was in my head or if, like, it was an actual feeling. Well, I think our brains do a very good job <laughs> at making us feel good. I agree. It, our brain is constantly working towards giving us a sense of normalcy, of orientation, right, wrong, up and down, balance. Like, it, it wants us to feel as good as possible. You wouldn't think so because we have a lot of negative thoughts. Yeah. That's a different part of our brain. That's the that's the frontal lobe, right? That's where our cognitive thought is. We love the negative stuff because it's at the top of our mind. The whole rest of our brain, though, is just trying to figure out how to make us happy. Oh, they seem a little bummed. Let's release some serotonin. Mm. Oh, he's a little fat. Let's make him want ice cream. I don't know why it does that. That's a little, that seems a little, but he's trying to make us happy, right? We're upset. We're fat. So that's why they want us to have ice cream. And because of that, man, what was I saying? I don't know. You keep going so deep <laughs> that I can't keep up. <laughs> so like if a person is very sad at a certain point in their life, yes, their our... brain is going to try and make them happy. Exactly. Seriously. So I think the brain in that situation very much could have been telling you because it's on your mind. It was something that's making you very sad. Your brain could have pulled a memory yeah. to counteract the sadness, the, the negativity in your brain. And that's why you had that sensation because you were experiencing the same feelings you used to feel when you were happy about grandma. Yeah. See, I can definitely believe that. Yeah. 100%. But also I like to think because again, energy, right? You can't yeah. either, you can't create it. You can't destroy it. All the energy that exists, will ever exist, and has ever existed, exists right now. So that means when my when I pass away, you know, and my final breath leaves my lungs, my body breaks down in the earth, and I'm no longer this physical body, my energy went somewhere. My heat radiated off into the ozone. I mean, like, I'm still here. And Grandma's still here. Yeah. And everybody that's ever been here is here. You know, and that's a very comforting thought. Mm -hmm. And regardless if you attach it to religion or you attach it to not religion or whatever you attach it to that makes you happy, just roll with it, man. And I love the idea that after I die, my body will be used to feed new stuff. And I'm going to turn into a tree and a goat poop 
and like a mountain I'm lion. I'm so down. If I die, I'm, this is on recording. If I die, I want to be a tree. I want to be a tree pod. Same. Dose. Dose trios. It's recorded. <laughs> I, Danielle Gibbs, hereby say that when I die, I want to be a tree. <laughs> All right. We're back. Hello. Here we go. Um, so I got a little lost on that last one. Yeah. I was informed I dove a little deep. So we're going back to Ghost. Yes. All right. Um, so what were you actually asking me? <laughs> I've, if you believed in ghosts and then about. So short answer, kind of. Yeah. I will, if I ever had any particular indication in real life, if I saw a cup fly across the thing, if I saw the demon in the corner, <laughs> anything like that. I would immediately believe. That was so aggressive. But until I <laughs> until I see something supernatural, tangible supernatural activity, yeah. I can't believe it. That makes sense. Yep. Um, would you go and stay at like a haunted place? Absolutely. Would you? Oh yeah. I don't think I could do it. I, I, think would, I would throw do, up. <laughs> I would do a ghost show. Oh, no way. Absolutely. Do you think you would feel it? Absolutely I would. I'd be scared out of my mind. So if I signed you up for one, would you do it? Well, okay. Is it? <laughs> kind of want But to. not one if it's bullshit. Like, right. I don't want one that's like, they make it scary. Like off of Supernatural, the fit, the other ghost hunters or whatever they're called, they have that yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. I don't called? remember. Ghost, ghost facers. facers. <laughs> yeah, ghost, ghost facers. facers. <laughs> yeah, if it's something like that yeah. where they hype it up and they amp it up yeah no because i think that's bullshit because that's psychosomatic that's different yeah if it was just people who were non-believers like myself mm -hmm. who with open had hope in minds and we got to go into like an abandoned insane asylum oh hell yeah hell hell yeah no in a heartbeat Those, and i guarantee you no. i would <laughs> probably wuss out but my heart would be rate. I'd be scared out of my mind, but I'd still leave a non-believer if I didn't see anything. My hands are clammy now because you talked about an insane asylum. Yeah. That is one of my worst fears ever. The thought Being of locked insane, up? insane asylums, like, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Like, the idea of being locked in one or a haunted one? Being in one. Like, in any of them. In all. real life. So if there's being patients. Being in a building with a bunch of people who aren't in the right state of mind. Never. Yes. Okay. Now Never. I'm tracking. Ugh. I think Ugh. it would be the saddest place. It in would the be world. very sad, but it would also be very scary. In my opinion. Well, it's because humans thrive off of predictability. Ugh. Like we not love, knowing what's gonna happen. Yeah. Terrifying. We love to know what's gonna happen. Ugh. And in a place like that where most people are not following the social cues yeah. that we expect, it's it's quite, it's crazy, man. It's the same idea for supernatural stuff. Ugh. You know, is the reason it scares us is because it's not normal. If it's normal, it's not yeah. scary. We don't like things that are different as a species. No. Yeah. Things we don't understand. So you wouldn't even try a, a haunted place? No. What if it was daytime? No. <laughs> no. So you do believe in ghosts? I. Well, clearly do, you do. I do. I do. Yeah. But I've never experienced anything to prove it. But I think, I don't think I believe in ghosts. I think I psych myself out too much about it. So you make yourself scared, scared of I ghosts. I prepare myself to be scared. <laughs> because you, know? you expect it to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like flinching when somebody pulls their fist back. Yeah. 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 You're, you think you're going to get hit. So even though you've never seen it, 
you yeah. believe it could hurt you. Yeah. Or scare the See, hell out I, of I think even if it did exist, well, you know how I know it doesn't exist? How? Because it's super rare. Yeah. Like the amount a lot of technology. Of people, though, have had a lot of experiences, but again, it could all be mental. Oh, it's absolutely mental. I mean, think about the, the human mind, right? You can lay down, look up at the sky, and see objects, pictures, animals, create whole narratives on clouds. Yeah, yeah the mind's like crazy. That, mind, that has always existed. Before technology, before art, before pens and pencils, before pictures. The, the mind has always been able to fill these gaps with our amazing imagination. It's what has allowed us to advance as far as we have. You know, mm. and so <laughs> uh, I lost her, guys. Mark, I do have another question for you. What? What is your biggest fear? I don't know if I want to make that public knowledge. Okay, I'll tell you mine. Okay, sinkholes. <laughs> Again, the chances of getting taken out by a sinkhole. Like, why? Because they're unpredictable. <laughs> they could, we could be in a sinkhole right now. So you're like, more... Boom, sinkhole. Yeah, well, we wouldn't be <laughs> in the sinkhole. We could fall in the sinkhole. Like, they're, the ground underneath our house right now could start sinking, and we'd be in a sinkhole. But the likelihood of that happening is so low. Mark, it happens to people all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Do you follow the sinkhole yeah. message boards? Yeah. Happened again. Stay away from sinkholes. I don't know. And the funny thing about sinkholes is you, a lot of times they're man-made. Yeah. Because it's our stuff that breaks. Like, do you remember when that house exploded and was it birthed? Uh, Firestone. No. Fire. Yeah, that Firestone. would be ironic, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was Firestone. Yeah. So there was a gas leak in a house in Firestone, Colorado. Yeah. And uh, the the leak was just permeating into it this exploded. house. And the I'm pretty sure the water heater or the furnace or something kicked on and Boom. Literally, the whole house just completely exploded. And that was did just people, natural gas. Did people die? I don't... I'm pretty sure people got... They got out. I hope so. I, yeah. um, no, it was a, a man-made pipe that... Okay. Over time, eroded, cracked, and then uh. leaked into the dirt, which then leaked into the house. Huh. So what's your biggest fear that you can say? <laughs> I mean, I know that you hate spiders, but... I well, my biggest true fear is death. Uh, I can see that. But I don't like to talk about it because when I try <laughs> to picture what nothing is, it sends me into this spiral of darkness I, that is I know awful. the exact same feeling, so let's not talk about it. So I would I say, think the yeah, same thing. <laughs> my ultimate biggest fear right now is death. Mm, but I don't I don't run from it. Yeah. It does not control me in any way. That's good. I've, sinkholes don't control me either. Yeah, you can never be controlled by your fears. <laughs> or you can, sinkholes. Or sinkholes. Hashtag, don't let the sinkholes win. There were deaths. <clears throat> oh, we just found out there were deaths in that fire, which is a bummer. Yes. R.I.P. Sad day. Check your pipes. Check your pipes. CO2 detectors are very important. Yeah. They're also... Check your water heaters because we have a hall fan, and when it sucks out the pilot light, it fills the whole rooms full of gas. Gas. Check your gas. Check your gas. <laughs> Hashtag check your gas. Um, well, I think we've officially gotten lost. I agree. We 100% got there, and <laughs> yeah. it was fun. 
This one was super fun. Um, so I was doing some reading, and I was I was told, not really told, but I read that we're supposed to ask you guys a question. Well, Do you have any questions for the people? Um, what's your biggest fear? Well, it's got to be a question we can answer. What's their biggest fear? No, because no. they can put it in the comments. Well, that too. Yeah. So let us know what your biggest fear is if you got time. But I meant more. <laughs> <laughs> I meant more. So that's a no. <laughs> we got to ask a question that we will answer in the next episode. Oh. Who killed Kennedy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you know who killed Kennedy? Yeah. So we're going to leave you on that because we got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Yeah. So as always, thanks for listening. Peace out, Girl Scout. Later. Huzzah! That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs>